Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Yay! Welcome to Cacao and Convos. So, this is going to be a new little segment that I'm going to just trial and error. There's going to be no error though on the podcast and basically what it's going to be is like a really unstructured, super unfiltered. I mean, I'm never filtered, but like this is next level unfiltered. Basically, I'm going to get like different friends on the podcast and we're just going to talk. It's going to be no business like, oh, like tell us your top tips for this and like what do you do and how can people reach you? It's not a promotion thing for them or anything like that. Um, it's literally a conversation about different things that we would talk about in real life so you guys can get the juice on it. So Cacao and Convos number one with my amazing friend Liv. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Hey, girlfriend. Hello. Can you hear me? Are you excited? Are you using like the video footage of this? No. Do you want me to? <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, okay, glasses are going back on. <laughs> I'm in a fucking robe. I can't use a video footage. <laughs> we haven't even started. I'm in fucking hysterics. What are you drinking? Do you want to start and then we can just talk about it? Yeah, we're already, I've already started. Oh, you have, you're already recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Fancy with your wine glass. <laughs> as long as I don't spill it everywhere I'm being all bougie I'm in a fucking robe like, look at me I'm in my like I've worn this jumper you've worn that jumper for like three weeks I, like seriously I have. I have you washed it in between or are you just like sweat yeah Dora I, I I wait to the point where I pick my clothes up and then I sniff them and I'm like do they smell gross okay now put them in the washing machine you know how some people like my brother always did this like he'd wash stuff so often and I'm like dude just wait till it stinks like I would wear things I wore the same pair of jeans for three weeks in New York and did not change them no, jeans you, jeans you can't wash it ruins them like too often well and also then you have to stretch them out again fuck that shit yeah no but to be honest like honestly the reason why I wear this jumper is because this is gonna make you laugh because this is me. I don't have to wear a bra with it, so. And you never like to wear bras. You're too Bondi for that. <laughs> I just like will take my bra off, like in the most like inappropriate of settings. I just like I hate the restriction of a bra. Oh my god, you're so funny. Um, okay, so what are you drinking? Okay, so I've got a cacao. Yeah. So my new thing, actually, you've got to try this. Okay. Like, use peppermint tea leaves. Oh my God. You know what's so funny? The other day, when was it? Like yesterday or maybe it was actually this morning. I made a, one of my elixirs, like a cacao, and I nearly put a drop of peppermint oil in there. I, I was like, that would be so good. The mint hot chocolate. Oh my God. Fuck so yes. A spoonful of cacao, um, a teaspoon of reishi, mm-hmm. a stevia, like all hot water. And then I like let that infuse with like a tea infusion with peppermint tea leaves yeah i take that out and add coconut cream i was about to say i was gonna say surely you add coconut something or other that would be like gross otherwise 
Yeah, I had cream. So in New York, you can buy all like these cool like um, adaptogen sachets, you know, that have like all the like sh- you know stuff in there. And fucking hell, like they're all so sweet that I can't drink them. Yeah, what do they sweeten them with? Stevia, so it's fine. Yeah. But it's still like I actually feel violently ill. No, like but- violently ill. No, I always say it, and I'm like, when you've got um, like rich coconut. Like, you don't want, like, overly sweet. Like, it's so... I just don't... I don't like sweet. Like, I just don't like sweet. It just makes me feel fucking sick. No. Well, I'm just, like, if I'm going to have something sweet, like, I want it to be a dessert, you know? Uh, Like, if you're going to do it, do it fucking properly. Like, I mean, you know what gets me the most is when people sweeten their coffee. I don't get that. I'm like, don't have the coffee if you don't like the taste of it. I'm like, I could not imagine putting sweetener in my coffee, like, in the morning as well. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't really do sweet breakfast ever except for like really special occasion yeah. and it would be like my type of sweet, which to other people is like fucking festy. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, oh, I can't remember now. Fuck. Um, good. I was going to ask you something about the cacao. Um, I don't know. But anyway, the mushrooms in America, those sachet things, I can't drink them, which have them, which is so annoying, right? Because they're so handy for traveling, but they're so so oh, that's what I was going to say. So ever since getting back from New York, right, was I telling you this the other night about how I've been bloated waking up? Yeah. Oh, my God. This morning it was so painful. I didn't know whether it was from my kinesiologist yesterday because, like, I had a kinesiologist session, which was amazing. And basically she was like all of your, like, your base chakra, your sacral, and your um, solar plexus is all fucked, which makes sense, though, because, like, in the back of my mind, my knee has been more sore than it has been in ages, which, to me, I'm just, like, my fucking brain knows it's about to happen, and it's freaking the fuck out. And then, like, solar plexus has been so fucking tight, like, even right now. And, like, I can't figure out whether it was, like, an ab thing because I've been doing a lot of Pilates lately or whether it's, like, this fucking, I don't know, but it is... I woke up this morning in pain. Crazy. I know. I've not had that bloat in, like, forever. I mean, like, your work schedule is really busy anyway, but I always, like, and this is weird for me to say because I think, like, food relates to everything, but my life, like, whatever's happening in my life, that's what is most correlated to my, like, bloating and not bloating. Oh, I'm the same. I can bloat like that if something stressful happens. Yeah. If, so, like, if anything makes me feel uneasy, boom, I'm fucking 10 yeah, months pregnant. I can be eating, like, the best, best mm. And then I can have, like, two weeks where I'm, like, going out more and, like, not, like, probably not making the best choices. Yeah. There's no bloating whatsoever. Like, I feel great. It's just because I'm relaxed and, like... Feel well, that was me, right? Like, people were saying when I was asking my kinesiologist about it, she was like, it's funny when I ask people about this because they're like, Monica, you know, like you would know about a food thing. And I'm like, exactly. It can't be a food thing because I'm doing everything right. Like nothing's changed. And um, it's funny, right? Because in New York, I was eating like a fucking packet of those bloody Siete chips a day because they're so good. And like, we weren't really eating normal meal times. We were basically surviving off like carrots, guac, tahini and grain-free chips because of just like schedule and like whatever and then like bone broth pretty much and I was not bloated I felt like I was fucking a fairy walking around right and then as soon as I go back to Sydney I feel like a fucking elephant yeah I know and like that that frustration when you're doing all the right things is like the absolute worst it is right and that's why I'm just like you know I'm about to go on fucking antibiotics like whatever we're just gonna wait till after that and just see like see what 
happens after yeah, that. That's honestly, that's the thing with like bloating and IBS. Like there's just no uniformity. And yeah, well, like, that's the only uniformity that I can find is when I like feel mentally good. My like. That's why I'm like, it's an emotional thing for everybody. Like that's why the brain stuff is like almost, I say that the brain, you got to handle that shit before you do the food. Because oh, if you're not stable in the brain, you're not going to keep a good diet. Absolutely. That, and that's also why I don't work as a nutritionist because, like, I just don't think you can look at food in isolation. You can't. You, oh, no. Fuck no. Like, you could be eating the perfect meal, but if you're stressed as fuck, you'll still be putting on weight or you'll still be bloated or puffy or whatever. Like, it's the classic example of us of, like, whenever we are stressed, we look like Puff the Magic Dragon. And then as soon as we're, like, out drinking and having fun and, like, on holidays, we're, like, fucking no bloat at all yeah exactly like it's so fucking funny I still remember when I was sitting at your house one day and you came home from yoga and you were like what is this new and you were like lifting up your shirt and you're like what is this bloat what is this puff and we were just talking about how stress just like makes us puff up like no one's business like seriously I think stress doesn't necessarily mean like busy because at that stage when I was doing that this was like a like while like months and months ago. Yeah. I wasn't even working that much because I kind of felt really mentally off and like I wasn't together and so it wasn't even that I had a lot to do. I was just like mentally I felt so all over the place. Like I had no direction and purpose, like and that's really what was the cause of my issues. Like I think when you people say stress, they think like oh work stress, uh, you know, but stress can be anything. Or it could be like you're spending too much time alone. Mm. You know? And that that can be, like, a stress for you. Well, so. that's, like, even, like, what I keep saying to people of, like, I have I know that my subconscious, right, is always on high alert about my leg. Like, even this morning or last night I was packing and I brushed my, I literally brushed the big plastic, like, sleeve thing that has all my MRI scans in it. I brushed it over my shin and I had, like, a fucking conniption because the pain and the feeling and it was just, like, so disgusting and or even like in Pilates this morning you know like I'm in a slightly uncomfortable position and it's like full body stress and it's like it's always on like high alert of like no one touch my leg no one go near my leg and it's fucked with my head because I'm always in fight or flight yeah and so then when I come home right and so I was talking about some magnesiologist of like she's like you're home in Sydney you don't want to be in Sydney you've got this surgery coming up you've had problems in your personal life with you know, the people that you live with, you've had all these things. It's, it's like, that's why you, your body doesn't feel safe right now, which is why my root chakra was fucking everywhere. She said, um, you know, because it was just like so out. And then like my third eye, she said, was just so scattered because I've got like all these things on and I'm not able to see clearly because I'm not in an environment that allows me to thrive and to flourish and to feel um like supported so I'm just kind of scattered and everywhere so my whole body is just like scattered and everywhere Mm. and I've become so sensitive to like stress and like anything goes wrong like boom puffs and my stomach will just like explode and it will get bloated and like I haven't even fucking eaten anything yeah puffiness is my puffiness is my thing like it's just the number one thing that I struggle with my ex-boyfriend used to call it chipmunk face I know I remember you telling me that so fucking good uh, you used to like how you got chipmunk face 
And I'd be like, it's legit. Say that. That's why I'm like, I'm living in the snow forever. Fuck Sydney and the heat. That's why I'm sitting in a fucking hotel room. I had to put a jumper on and I was like so happy. I did not feel puffy. Whereas this morning when I was trying to pack all of my shit and make my breakfast or whatever and the whole apartment was hot and the kitchen was hot and I had sweat dripping down my back, I was getting so angry and I could feel the puff from the combo of heat and frustration. And then as soon as I got into the air con, I'm like... Feeling so much better just by not being in the fucking heat. Yeah, that's why even I was like booking my um, I was booking my accommodation in. I'm gonna say it the wrong way, Genoa, Genoa. I'm gonna say Genoa, Genoa, whatever. It's in Italy, and um, and it's got it's got that street with all the umbrellas. You know that one? You, yeah, that's where it is. And um, and I was gonna get an Airbnb or whatever. And then I was looking at the mall, but I was worried they weren't gonna have aircon. And I was like, I actually can't live without aircon. Like, I sound like a fucking princess. Here am I being like, climate change, everybody. Let's focus on saving the planet. But I'm like, you know what? We can't save the planet when Monica's grumpy. It just can't happen. <laughs> oh, but I have to ask. Yeah. Insta stories, you recorded something today and you had some like big revelation. Oh yeah. So I just did a podcast. Oh yeah. I haven't gone and checked the poll, right? I should probably do that. Um, so I was doing a podcast, like I was talking I was doing a podcast like interview on myself, whatever you want to fucking call it. And, um, and I was like just talking and talking and talking. It was such a juicy one. And then at the end I was like, wow, that was full of like so many chicken nuggets, like crispy, gluten-free, sugar-free almond flour. And then I was like, holy shit, I need to make a Monica's crispy chicken nugget recipe. And then you can all post a picture of you eating my chicken nugget recipe whilst you're listening to my podcast with crispy chicken nuggets in it. Okay, that was not what I was expecting. I know. That's why I said it's not going to be as good as anybody thinks it is, but I thought it was really good. If like, I keep talking about my chicken nuggets. Like, I, need, I need to fucking make the chicken nuggets. I need, I need to do it. I actually have made, have I made you my chicken sitzel before? With like the coleslaw and the mayo and the tomato sauce from like good, the undivided. Oh, it's orgasmic. It is full body orgasm. Seriously, it's so good. Yum. I know, I know. Anyway, what else has been going on in life? What else has been going on in life? Um, well, I spoke to you like not that long ago. I know. That was the best conversation that we had ever. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about feminism because like and and, and veganism. We're just going to go on our rants. Okay, wait. Firstly, that lamb that you made the other night, I'm still wanting again. Yeah. You know what? Lamb is my favorite by far, like my favorite red meat. Like, oh, 100%. Shoulder, like nothing. Is or bad. the lamb backstraps. I do like a backstrap, but I'm still, like, I love slow cooked. I love, like, falling off Crispy the on the outside and really juicy on the inside. Like, as long as, like, oh, that's just, because I, I used to live in New Zealand and, like, mm-hmm can get like the best most precious like amazing lamb down like there. freshly killed freshly <laughs> freshly cut off the bone like still like, buying mountain, like, <laughs> up, like an hour away from where you an hour like you know five minutes away from where you are and like Yum. they just do the best lamb so that's like actually I grew up on quite a lot of lamb funnily enough that was lamb like, is so fucking good for you and uh, also I've heard um that, like, it's really, really, really hard to grain feed lamb. Mm. So if you're anywhere in the world, like, lamb is, like, the safest option because it's really hard to grain feed it. So generally it's going to be the most grass-fed. Oh, that's the other thing is that 
different meats, like depending on where you are in the world, are going to be like the best, most sustainable option. Wait, what? You know what I mean? No. Like New Zealand, like lamb is going to be like the best option. Well, like one of the best options mm-hmm. to have. Whereas somewhere else in the world, it won't be because it's not like set up for like growing that kind of meat. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something like no one addresses really is that like it depends where you are and like there's nothing wrong with changing your sort of regular like what you think is healthy depending on where you are in the world. Well, that, that, that's a good point because in America, like you can get wild Alaskan salmon everywhere, but here it is impossible to come up with. Like let's just talk about fucking fish for a second. Yeah, and then when you fuck, I just spilled cacao everywhere. Oh, Jesus. We're getting oh. way too into this. Hey, that looks like a good cookie recipe behind you. Is that Donna Hay? <laughs> yes, yeah, Donna Hay. <laughs> good old Donna. Recipes. <laughs> I take me on like a Sunday what, night. What, yeah, I know. Raging. <laughs> what are you? What are you making? Um. No, I was actually looking. I was looking. I'm getting inspo for my like. I'm doing like a hummus recipe thing, but like. Oh I'm, yeah. Have you better cauliflower hummus before? It's yeah, really good, but it smells like farts really bad. Yeah. Apparently, um, no. I'm not apparently. When I used to make it, my sister used to say that I wasn't allowed to breathe near her. Because my breath smelt like fucking farts. Mm. That's yeah, that's cauliflower and broccoli. It's great. But yeah, the, also she's got this recipe which is actually what that page is on. It's not the muffins, yeah. which is pepita dip. So I really want to make pepita dip. Ooh, it's like just pepitas and like olive oil and looks so good. Yeah. Oh my god, look at this. Hang on, I'm gonna get a, a rag. Is that pepitas? <laughs> my mom was like, "You have to bring me that chocolate when you come to Melbourne." So I got her $62 worth of this chocolate. Ah, holy shit. Okay, it's, hang on. I'm going to get a rag to clean up this. Stuff. Okay, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, that chocolate is freaking so good. But you know what? I bought some maybe a couple months ago when I last went to Melbourne, and um, it was a really bad batch. It was really fucking bitter. Oh, really? Yeah, but now it's a good batch. But at least you kind of, I kind of like that when things happen like that because you know it's like small batch. Like, oh, 100%. It also makes you not eat as much because you're like, this is not as good. <laughs> but I remember, like, I remember when I asked, because every time it was out, I got really like annoyed at the, at the poor girl. I was like, where's the chocolate? I know. It was like, they have to do it in really like specific small batches. conditions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, like, I mean, it's kind of a good thing that it's not like super mass, mass produced. Like, yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what was I going to say? Um, so I'm having an absolute mind fart right now. Oh, what is really good about that chocolate as well is that it gives your bowels a really good clean out. Do you find that? No. Oh, maybe yeah, I don't see it too I, much I have coffee, so like. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Like, do you have that with caffeine? Um, green tea really clears me out. I love it. Yeah. Or I just like, tea, yeah, any first thing in the morning like yeah like, that's I know it's so good to clear you out yeah but like, like coffee I really find that so I think I'm kind of desensitized to the caffeine and cacao because I have a coffee in the morning are you still doing you're not doing your bulletproof anymore are you no oh, like occasionally I will do like I'll I'll do like a bulletproof type thing and when I say I mean I just add MCT oil yeah but not every day normally I'll either have just black coffee or I will have have it with coconut cream or I'll add MCT oil. So like, are, you, are you doing your intermittent fasting still or you stopped with when, that, when you put that blog post out? 
Um, bit of both. I, I've never like been like a rule follower. Like I, yeah. I, I don't eat breakfast. I'll say that. Yeah. But like earliest I'll eat is 10, but generally I'll eat at 11 or 12. Okay. Um, that's just when I'm hungry. Yeah. But see, and this is, because I mentioned you on one of my other podcasts. I think it was the, it was the keto podcast of like you, I said, I said that I've got one friend, which was you that doing the intermittent fasting is fine. It works. Like you get your period every month, it's all hunky dory, but that works for you and not everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just like it's gonna be different. Like I spoke about this in my talk with um at the gut summit. Oh, how did it go? I forgot to ask. Oh, about a friend. Like, so, like I, I love connecting with people in real life. So that's why yeah. I like real life IRL events. But um Yeah. Oh IRL. IRL baby. Like people like want this one answer but so I gave this analogy because I was talking about um depression which is what my like all my shit is about yeah oh my god so I had this new podcast episode about like girls coming on to talk about the pill or whatever the amount not the pill like doctor horror stories the amount of women that go on the pill right and then they get depression and then they just get prescribed an antidepressant and then it's like three years down the track, can't have kids, do all these things. And then they have like SIBO and all these gut issues and they're like 40 years old. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Honestly, Kelly Brogan, she talks about, she's a psychiatrist. Yeah. And depression. It is fucking mind blowing. Like it's so, it's, it, that you will never, I, I will never touch the, not that I like would ever touch the pill anyway, but like you, you listen to that and you're like, oh my God, why would I make myself depressed? Like. I've been depressed in the past and like kind of semi struggle with it occasionally now. Mm. There is no way I would do anything that is going to increase my chances of that or make me not feel like myself. And I don't know if you've found this, but this is the biggest thing I have found about the pill is people saying I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. Well, you know, I find more of a problem with it. Yeah. Is that young girls don't even know what it's like to feel like themselves and they get put on it. And so they're on it forever because they've never known how else to feel. So they think being a moody, depressed, hormonal bitch is normal. Like, why do you think so many guys walk around being like, chicks are psycho? Yeah. They don't like, and it it changes your personality. Oh, it fucks because it, because it fucks your gut. It fucks everything. It literally changes your personality. It even changes your taste in men. Oh, I know it. No, because it changes your smell receptors and your taste buds. Like, can you believe that it changes your smell receptors? It's insane. And it's so bad because the reason why we need these smell receptors is literally to hunt out men that have different immune systems to us so we don't have kids with autoimmune issues. And how many fucking kids are born with autoimmune issues these days? I mean, how many kids full stop are born with issues? It's like every second kid is, you know, not right in some way and everybody thinks it's normal. Yeah. Okay. But going back to my talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please do. Like I was talking about depression and I was like, there is no one size fits all because I was like, it's not, it's not like, it's not a cause by a serotonin imbalance that you can just like treat with medication. It's going to be caused by different things in different people. Everyone's depression is going to be different. Like labeled as the same, uh, like disease. It's not like it's, it's, they're all different root causes which happen and manifest itself in the same kind of way like depressive like symptoms and like if you've got a 50 year old man who's lived off um sausages and ham for his entire life like take like decreasing meat and like eating more plants and even like 
maybe being vegetarian is going to make a massive difference for him in terms of reducing that inflammation, all that like low quality meat. But, you know, that's him. You take 18 year old, um, you know, 18 year old young girl. She's been vegan for three years because that's what she was told. Mm. She never really ate much meat anyway because it just grossed her out. For her, eating meat is going to like, could potentially cure her depression. Well, yeah, because the fucking B, B12 and B6 deficiency. Absolutely. And like balance blood sugar as well by like eating less like sugar. Mm. Yeah. By crowding out. But like in those two situations, you can see that like completely opposite advice is going to like bring both of those people with the same symptoms back to normal because they've got different root causes. Like there is, there is no one size fits all. Like even with the girls in my mastermind and with clients and stuff, I don't have some rule set out program thing that I follow strictly. No, I don't even tell them you have to, this, if you follow these steps, you will get the result because the bottom line is they have, you have all the answers. If these girls sat down with themselves for five minutes, they would be able to know straight away, oh, I need to eat meat. Oh, I need to get off the fucking sausages and ham. But we're not taught to ask ourselves for the answer. We're taught to ask the doctor. Or, or anyone external apart from like your own true wisdom. It's fucked. Yeah. And this all starts when we put our power in a fucking drug. Yeah. You know, and then there's this whole new debate with kids about um, what's it called? Vaccines. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it at all. Somebody sent me a message, and I was like, I've got no idea. Sorry. I was like, I can't even delve into that yet. <laughs> you know, I I don't even know where I'd stand on that because I also don't have kids, so I feel like you don't. I don't have much of a position to say anything until you actually have kids, um, because that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But um, it's it's honestly the amount of women that message me and they depressed, anxious, pill, blah, period issues. And they're all, not all, a lot of them are vegan. Yep. A lot. And this is not a hate vegan thing. We all know that Monica is anti-vegan. The reason why I'm anti-vegan is because it's not going to give you optimal health eating only plants for your whole life. Speaking of this. Oh, yes. Give me the juice. Oh my God. Okay. I'm kind of like obsessed with like, and like disclaimer, like I don't like to bring any sort of negativity towards any kind of diet, whatever, like it's your life, do what you want. But, um, the, cause a few recently, like three of the biggest vegan influencers. Yep. That one, one of them has a collagen brand. Yep. Moving on. No, not him. These oh, all, okay. Okay. All come out that they've had these major health issues and they've had to like give up veganism and start eating fish and eggs. Like this is hello. These I'm not joking. These three girls are like they have like millions of followers and have built entire like giant brands and cult followings over being vegan and like about how like animals will kill you. And that it's it's awful, like the cyberbullying that is going on for these poor girls. Wow. Her name's Rawvana, and she was caught eating fish. And they started this hashtag that's like hashtag fishvana. What the fuck? Who are these people? What bitches? Girl. That is so mean. I know. I can't, I'm like watching all of this, and I'm like, this is absolutely awful. That poor girl, and she. So she came This is what the world has come to. Like women tearing down fucking women because yeah. they're also insecure. It's like, babe, stick in your own land. Who, who the fuck? Like, if she's not hurting you, 
she's not hurting you. So, you know, and probably, babe, like in two years' time, you'll be just doing the same thing, eating fucking fish off your fork. So she came out and she said she didn't have a period for two years. And she like, oh uh, like, like didn't tell anyone or like didn't seem to like care. And then she was like, okay, I should probably like sort this out. And then basically like long like story of like going to seeing 40 million doctors and naturopaths and everything. And then she ends up eating fish two months. She gets her period back. Oh, that is, that just fuels my fucking fire. Yes, baby. I need to, yeah. Honestly, the hashtag, I was like, this is just fucking awful. I was like. That's disgusting. People like, oh, I just found it. I was like this poor girl. That poor girl would feel so fucking shit about herself. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Maybe we all need to go make a nice hashtag for her. It's true. We should do that. Seriously. What the hell? But, yeah, it's uh, it honestly doesn't surprise me. It was like the gut issues and stuff that people get when well, they're. The thing that they've all had, they've all had such bad SIBO and, like, major gut issues. Like, Bonnie yeah. Rebecca, which is another, like, massive vegan influencer, like, who also just came out recently that she's not vegan anymore. Like going from someone who was like, eggs will kill you oh to being God. like, you know, I had like major health issues. Her boyfriend had terrible health issues, like really, really bad. Like, like what are we talking? Like terrible skin. Like he was vegan, okay. terrible, terrible skin and like lost so much weight. Like she was like, oh, at one point he even weighed less than her, like <gasps> so skinny. Um, and then she, and like was do, trying to like trying absolutely everything and then yeah introduce animal products and like symptoms clear up in five days oh oh my god this is too good I know and like I was just watching a story of another big vegan influencer a male one and he (laughs) side note a lot of male vegan influencers also use steroids so we're just going to put that out there this one so I've heard does but anyway that's not my place but I just was like, how, like, how can you be so like, this is what works for everyone. And like, if you don't do what I do, like you're going to die and like all this stuff. And then he's like, I've read all the studies and I'm like, well, that would have taken him a while. Yeah. What's read all the studies? studies. God, you've been there for millions of years. Like stuff like that. And then he was like, because you know how like vegans are like anti-oil, not like all vegans, I shouldn't say that. But a lot of of them are, Yeah. Yes. It, it, I have to unfollow people on my Instagram that are like, cook your vegetables dry, no oil. And I'm like, ah, uh, no. And they're like, you can still get them crispy. I'm like, but it tastes chat. Like it tastes that's, gross. That's the thing. I'm like above, I'm like, regardless of any, like, I don't want to get into a scientific debate about oil. Yeah. Right I'm like, at a base level, I enjoy eating food that tastes good. Yeah. Like, hello. That's the point of eating food, right? Like. That's like satisfying. And when yeah. you you don't want to like binge eat something else like you and I like we have dinner together all the time like yeah make a massive plate of food and then you finish and it was like beautiful and satisfying yeah olive oil makes every dish like taste amazing like I just had a pile of steamed veggies just like drowned in olive oil with salt and honestly it just hits the spot totally and you feel like it's good food and it's satisfying people always ask me like Oh, like how to like make food healthy food tasty and I'm like olive oil and salt like <laughs> oh no 100% so yeah one of my family friends they live in LA and when I first went to visit them um this is before I got like when I was still had no period and stuff um I was visiting them 
And um, they, their kids are like the food in their family is quite horrendous, but um, actually not as bad as most Americans. But to me, I was like kind of dying. Um, but that's their choice. And but they they haven't been brought up of like how to cook, how to make healthy food taste good, right? So like the mum and nothing against her, they're all amazing and I love them all. Would just serve like steamed broccoli plain. No wonder the kids didn't want to eat it. I don't want to fucking that shit tastes like soap. It's gross. You know, but then as soon as I did it and it takes me two seconds and I would cook like a curry with a whole pile of veggies or like I just steamed veggies with olive oil. Oh my God, these taste so good. What'd you do to them? I put olive oil and salt on them. Yeah, I know. And people are afraid of salt as well. It's like, guys, you need salt for your cortisol levels as well. Like you need salt. Yeah. And like ATP actually, ATP science is like rule of the thumb for salt is like eat salt like have enough, have enough salt so it makes your food taste good. Just don't make it taste salty and then you've paid the perfect amount. Yeah. it's Yeah, exactly. Like you I'm, can't OD with salt if you're having real food. Like I'm a fucking normal person. I also don't want to eat like tasteless, like dry lettuce. Like, yeah, I, ew. Like, no rabbit food. salads for me. Like I want to just, I want to sit down to a tasty meal. Oh my God, 100%. 100%. And even like... um. Even like I like the classic like look of a salad, right? When you say to someone like I'm having a salad, they think it's like iceberg lettuce, onion, and red tomato. I'm like, they are the things I don't put in my salad. Yeah, exactly. Like they're disgusting. Yeah, that's, um, why, that's why I started calling my food live bowls because I was like, I hate saying salad because it's like I'm having a salad for lunch. Like, yeah, ew. Yeah, I know the word salad, right? Just sounds like really like rabbit like, food. You should like get that word just like not used. <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait have, as in trademark your name or make, like, take salad out of the dictionary? Take salad out of the dictionary. Seriously. Or, like, okay, you know what's the classic? So in America, like, if you go to, like, the quote-unquote salad bars, like, sweet green and stuff, they're full of so much shit. But even, like, I watch people and I'm like, you guys think you're all being so healthy, but, like, that's, that shit's filled you up for, like, one second and you're going to go eat so much free when you get back to the office because I can tell you right now that bowl of leaves – didn't even touch the sides. So true. And then like, you got to like think that you're a bad person because you like end up eating like whatever, like a chocolate bar when someone. Yeah. Eats chocolate. And like, it's like, well, I wouldn't be able to eat that salad. Yeah. I'd also eat a chocolate bar if I like ate that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that would not yeah, touch the sides. Mentally they're like, especially in females, like, like yeah. you were, like we were saying before, like everything's in the mind first. Yeah. Food. Like, mentally you feel like shit because you're like fuck like I shouldn't have eaten that and then you're stressed and then like oh my god oh my god I know and even like the classic thing is like well I'm a woman so I should have a salad for lunch oh yeah I know and like women actually need more food than men because like we're fucking like making babies um or like our body's preparing to make a baby but then you know like we were saying the other night and then we're like crying at 9 p.m because we're so stressed and tired as a woman and it's like, and then we think that we're a bad woman because we can't stay up late and do work. And I'm like, we're literally, li- literally, that's good. We're literally not wired to be as stressed as men can be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, who was I talking about it after our chat last, the, um, the other night when we had dinner? I don't know. But like, that is such a po- an important point of like, women just can't physically work as hard as men 
because we are not wired like that. We're not less of a human. We're just not fucking wired like that. Oh, I was actually talking about this in my mastermind on Saturday. I was having a ginormous rant about let's stop fucking trying to be equal. We're never going to be equal. Let's stop fucking suppressing men. Men can stop suppressing us because they think we're suppressing them so they don't want to get sued for fucking sexual harassment. And we can all live live in a better fucking environment. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, like we were saying before, like equality doesn't exist. Like, you know, I think like women, men and women are different. Like they're not equal. I know. Well, even I've, I've picked up now guys, like, like older men, like, like father men in my building won't even they'll watch me try and carry all my fucking suitcases up the stairs they know I have a knee issue and they will just like be like hey how was your trip and keep walking mm-hmm. and I'm like are you gonna ask whether you're gonna carry my bags but they won't ask right because they're like I don't want to imply that she's not capable I'm like I never fucking said I wasn't capable I just don't want to carry them up yeah. I can carry them up, but I just don't want to. Actually, after one of my vendor events, um, I was training all these mats to Lululemon and I was struggling like, like yoga mats are really fucking heavy. When you put like 20 together, it's like so heavy. And I was struggling so much. There would have been a good like 20 men that walked past me, just looked and did not offer to help me at all, right? And then this one guy offered to help me and I was like, yes, thank you so much. And I, and cause he walked past me before and didn't ask. And I was like, why did you not ask the first time? And he was like, I didn't want you to think that you couldn't do it by yourself. And I was like, fuck me dead. Yeah. I know. I know you mean, I used to have that when I used to, um, when I was working at my old job, cause we had photo shoots all the time where we'd have to lug like loads of equipment. Yeah. Like plates and shit. And every, like we'd have a photo shoot like every two weeks. Yeah like lugging these boxes, me and my boss, who was also a female. And the guys in the coffee shop just used to like watch us for hours. Like, cause we had to load the car. It would take us like an hour to load the car. Cause we have to go up and down the stairs. What and the fuck? Watching us. And I was just like, I just, I just found it so weird. And like, even like turning it back onto us. Like I like, you know, I'm a big fan of like, not just looking like outward or whatever else. Yeah. Like it even pushed me like now, like there are some situations I walk past and I just cannot not like make sure that like everything's okay. Like yeah. I saw like this woman the other day and she was like clearly on drugs, like on the street in the middle of Bondi Road and it just looked bad. Uh, crazy homeless person who the police knew about and then she ended up abusing me. But still. I, oh my I, God, give me the goss. What happened? Everyone was like walking past her and she was like leaning against the wall, like half passed out. Like, <laughs> I am going to screen record that little bit and just do replay, replay, replay. <laughs> and, like, everyone was walking past her and I just like, I knew that she was on drugs and like, I, but I just like, I was like, I cannot bring myself not to say something. Like, I yeah, make sure she's okay and just at least like put her in a taxi or something or like, like just direct her back to her house. Like, I just, I just couldn't walk away. Like I would just, I wouldn't have slept that night. hundred percent. I went up to like go talk to her and she was like, Oh, this man just abused me. And I was like, Oh God, now I'm like part of something here. And then like, she was talking to me and this other woman came up and we were like both talking to this crazy homeless drug addict. And then she just suddenly like flipped and she was like, fuck you. And like started abusing us and like ran away. And I was like, Oh, well, but I still, like, Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> at least I slept that night because I was like, I just mm. can't like, and, like, that's obviously not a good example because I'm not talking about drug addicts. But, like, yeah, but. a lot of the time you do see people and you, like, I think 
in this day and age, like we're so like unconnected to like real people and like we're all hundred percent. You're a freak if you talk to somebody. They're okay. Yeah, you're a freak if you talk to someone. Like ask them if they're okay. Like, do you need help? Like if someone's confused looking confused, like we're all fucking people, like especially like you know know what's funny? If there's a crisis, we all come together. Why do we have to wait until it's a fucking crisis? Yeah. Like, why can't a man walk up to a woman for no other reason but to help her with her luggage? Like, I get pissed off. Like, where was I the other? I think I was somewhere in New York. And the guy, the Uber driver, oh, I was going to New York. My Uber driver, like, I'm fucking paying you to drive me all the way to the airport, didn't even get out of his car to offer with my heavy bags. Yeah. Just like chilled in the car and then just drove. And then the same thing, pulled up to the airport, nothing. Yeah. And I'm actually just like, are you, he was actually being a dick, but I was like, are you actually kidding me? Yeah. Like, I actually don't understand what is happening. Like it's, it's gotten to a point where it is actually driving me up the wall, how much women, and we are, we are the ones that are doing this. We are crushing men. Because we are like, got to be as good as men. It's like, we were never not as good as men. So let's just like, let's just let that one sit. We can push a fucking human out of our vagina. I'm pretty sure we're good. So we'll just let that one sit for a sec. Why can't we just fucking own our shit? They can do theirs. Yeah. And that wording of like, oh, like we are as good as men. Like it implies that, like you said, it implies we at one point weren't as good as men and then it shits on all the stuff that females are inherently good at which are a different set of qualities that males are good at okay exactly like what's that women's day independent women's day or whatever it's called that one like I did a post about it because my friend George was like Mon you haven't done a post about international women's day and I was like and I was like we don't need to celebrate women we're already awesome like but, but that's my argument it's like well there's no international men's day like to me, in my head, I mean, I'm like a bit of an annoying thinker, but like to me, I'm a challenger, right? That's my Enneagram. So I like to challenge all this shit as people have fucking gathered by now. You know, in my mind, I'm like, why do we need an International Women's Day? Like, what is there to quote unquote celebrate about women that's not already, you know what I mean? Like, why do we need, why do we need a day to say we're awesome? Because it's implying that we are not already awesome, so we need a day to say that we're awesome. And it's like, no, we don't, because there's no men's day. So it's like, oh, poor women, they need a fucking International Women's Day. It's like, yeah. no, we don't. Yeah. I you know. know. Like, like, remember how I was telling you about the um, the hunting argument? Because, like, oh, yeah. obviously, and, like, this is the interesting is that I used to be a vegetarian. Like, I was a vegetarian for two years and I was a vegan for one year. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been on that camp. Like, okay. I've been there. But, like, but now I'm not a vegan, obviously. Um, but I'm very passionate about the correct sourcing of meat. I'm mm. very passionate about correct hunting. And oh, like- I would never eat. I would rather be a vegan for a month and not eat shit quality meat. Yeah. Then eat shit quality meat. Well, that's why a lot of people still think that I am vegetarian because a lot of the time I don't eat meat out and it's purely because that, like, that um, exact reason. Yeah. So then people go like, oh, but, like, because I always talk about hunting and they're like, yeah, but, like, their argument is that, oh, but would you, would you kill an animal, like, if you, you know, were staying there and there was this beautiful live deer, you know, love myself some venison, like, <laughs> like whatever. Like, would you kill it? And I was like, and this is my answer. And if I'm you're like, starving. Well, well, my answer is yeah. no, I'm a woman. Yeah. 
women do not have it. No, but Liv, that's saying that women can't kill. What do you say, Liv? Liv, Liv. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, men have it in them to hunt and to kill and to provide nourishment for their community, their tribe, their family. But it's inherent in them. I was like, that's why hunting is a male-dominated sport. It's not because it's sexist. It's because men inherently have that. Evolutionarily, they have that in them. And I know that because, like, I, especially when I was in New Zealand, like, hunting's quite a big thing there. Mm. Um, and a lot of guys hunt and they really enjoy it. It's very animalistic and they find that they, they have the best approach to eating meat after hunting because they know exactly what went into it. They really appreciate, like, mentally, they mm. really I always say like eating, eating is a spiritual experience and eating meat is even more of a spiritual experience because like this is life and like hunting helps you understand that. No, I don't hunt because I'm a woman. So sorry, if you think that's anti-feminism, like my bad. But like I I am pretty much fucking anti-feminist. Like I actually am like fuck the feminist movement because it's fucked our polarity. Yeah. That's why I'm like, fuck it. I'm not like, fuck it because I don't want women to stand up for themselves. I know we, at a time we didn't get to vote and I'm not saying that we shouldn't never vote. We should vote and we should get paid equally. I'm saying that the whole feminist thing has been taken 10 steps too far and we are now fucking our polarity. I mean, why do you think so many women can't connect to their feminine? And, and then it ruins their relationships. It ruins their libido. It's ruining everybody's sex life. It's ruining men's ability to actually be a man. Well, that's the biggest thing that I find now. Like, because I'm single, like I've been single for the past like two, three years. And mm. like, that's what the biggest thing I find is that all the guys that I meet are very fucking girly. Like, uh, I'm like, where are, like, where are the manly You know me. I'm like, if you don't have stubble and I'd love a tat, then bye-bye, Felicia. Like, if your hair is groomed... Bye-bye. But it, that's like, like the age that we live in. Like Metro, like that sort of, I don't know, the average guy is... No, it is. Than- yeah. Oh, yeah. The average guy would need more maintenance than me. Like it takes me like five minutes in the morning to get ready. Like literally shit you not. Yeah. And like even when I like curl my hair, it takes me like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I have the fastest showers. Like I'm just not a high-maintenance chick. Yeah. And I could never date a guy that spends more time in the bathroom. Oh. Even the guy that brushes his hair, I'm like, I, I barely brush my hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the majority of guys are really metro. It's, it's really, yeah. it, it's harder like, to come I, across a, a rugged man. The sad thing is that like, you know, being yourself is like, obviously you and I are totally for, like if mm. that's who you are as a guy, that's who you are. And yeah. Like you do need to be yourself. Like don't try and be a, a manly man. It's like, doesn't feel natural no 100% 100% interesting observation that like more guys are girly well it's funny I think guys are thinking sometimes that they need to be like oh like I've got to brush my hair I've got to do you know what I mean because like they're like oh but I've got to make sure that my clothes are matching and I look good or like or you know what I mean? Like I think I think slowly over time it's become it, it was like a fashion thing of like gotta make sure that I'm dressing well. Like oh you know like women like well dressed men, but it's gotten to the point where they've become too well dressed. Like you don't you don't need to rock up in like a tie dye t shirt, but like you also don't need to rock up in like skin tight pants and a skin tight top where I can see like every outline of your muscle. I'm like you know I would rather 
him to rock up in something where I'm like, Jesus, we need to work on that wardrobe. Then the other way around because it's fun taking them shopping and I love men's clothes. I I loved it when I was dating one of my ex, when I was dating Chris and he wasn't, sometimes he'd like dress kind of okay, but he still have to ask me what to wear. But we would go shopping and I fucking loved it because I find men's clothing so hot and then they're trying it on and you're like bossing them around and like of what to wear and it's the hottest thing ever I totally and like they a lot of guys think that too the guy that I was just recently seeing yeah like he came here from like a winter place so he didn't have any like summer clothes so he wanted to go shopping like three days in a row and like I don't even shop like oh wow that that's a bit much I couldn't do that no but like he wanted like the process of like going shopping with me was like oh. a massive thing for him he loved it like he loved the fact that I was like picking his clothes and I helped him yeah. pick a suit and like because it's a feminine thing right and that we literally I had that conversation with him he's like I honestly love it it's just sexy I like he's like I love that about girls they do that and that they cook and they like make good food he's like it's not to say that men can't cook at all that men aren't talented chefs See, and there you go right there oh not to say that we can't cook not to say that women have to cook it's like oh my god like you don't need to back so, yourself yeah. up yeah you don't but we all do right (laughs) yeah exactly you don't need to justify everything but he was just saying girls he's like I just love it's so sexy about girls like it's really attractive and it makes you more attracted to them and like want to sleep with them and like all that sort of stuff he's like because you know girls like are just different like we make food differently and we provide and like um we shop and like that whole process creative difference between the energy between me and him yeah, it's like, but it seriously changes stuff. Like I noticed that once I did all of my fem, not I'm not gonna say all, but like really did a lot of feminine shifting. My last relationship, it was so different compared to the ones before that because I was in my feminine more. Like the one before that with Chris, when I would be in my feminine, when we go shopping and like that sort of stuff, I loved it. Like I fucking loved it, but I didn't understand the feminine stuff yet. But then like um, my last one with Daniel, it was like when I was in my feminine, like I was vulnerable and I was like the softer one and I would cook dinner and I would like, you know, have more of that nurturing side and choose his clothes. And it was so amazing, but it was such a turn on. Like I just wanted to bang his brains out all the time, like all the time. Exactly. And that's what you want. And that's what they want. They want to bang your brains out all the time. But if you're crushing them and emasculating them, they're not going to want to fucking bang your brains out. Yeah, I know. And like, I also struggle with that because I'm like, like, I'm like a really typical Aries. Like, I naturally am like, an, like a leader and a bit bossy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> join the club. <laughs> like, and so like, but I don't think I just like, I'm just like, I've got that personality that I don't, it's not because I want to take charge at all, but it's just that if no one's taking charge, I will take charge. Like, I'm, I'm the same. Oh my God, I hated that at school. Like, like, yeah, I was about to say, like, you were that person at uni. It wasn't because you wanted to lead the projects or, like, it wasn't because you wanted to boss people around or, like, be ahead of everyone, but it's just no one else was taking charge. So oh. Like, that was my thing. So people, like, aren't making decisions. Like, when guys ask about a date and they, are, they like, keep putting the ball in your court. And no, I'm, no, bye-bye. The ball is in your court because immediately it's going to start off the vibe wrong if I have to pick everywhere because I was like, 
if you put the ball in my court, I will. I will choose everything and then I will, like, I won't be that into it because I'll have bossed you around. Like, not bossed you around, but I'll... No, but I totally get it. And I was saying to somebody else, of like, how you start a relationship is how you finish, is how the relationship is 10 years down the road. So um, if you start the relationship off with allowing him to take you on some shitty-ass date that you didn't really want, you are saying that that expectation or that, that, so that standard is okay. No, 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 no. If you don't take me out on a proper first date, proper first date, bye-bye Felicia. Yeah. Like, sh- like I, I'm fucking serious. Like, and also, like, that will be different for every girl. Like, it's not to say that, like, there's one date. No, that, yeah. You know, so, like, then- for me, I'm like, I want you to pick me up. We're going to go to a fancy dinner. I want you to tell me this is what you have to wear. This is what time you need to be ready. And I'll be at your house. Just control everything. And I will be pantsless, basically. Oh, no, they still need to pick it. But, like, I, like, my, like, best first dates, Oh, no, yeah, they have to pick the restaurant, yeah. They've got to pick. But, like, my best first dates have been, like, like, with my, like, last relationship. Like, he took me, he, I was at uni at the time when we got together. And he called me up in the morning, which was, like, rare for, like, because we were only, like, 19. And he was, like, what are you doing today? He's, like, skip your classes. He's, like, I'm going to pick you up. And then we, he took me to, like this cool beach that I had never Oh, that is so hot. You know what I mean? So, like, and I, like, I don't respond that well to, like, fancy dinners and fancy restaurants. Mm. I don't, like, that's not a thing for me. But Yeah, like, no, you're, you're Bondi. I'm city. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go into the city. <laughs> I don't go into the city. But, like, that for me, and, like, it was so chilled out. Like, it didn't cost any money. Like, we were both, yeah. like, who the fuck had money at that time? Yeah. So he drove me and he, like, we went for a walk on this beach and we just, like, connected, like, just me and him. And I was like, this Aww. is the best thing ever. Whereas, and also, like, it was different to everyone else because, so I met him, like, at a bar, like, the weekend before. And I was like, standard practice at that age would be that he was going to text me the next going out night, which was Thursday night, and be like, hey, are you and your friends out tonight? And then we, like, meet up at another bar, you know? But it was mm. different. He, like, just called me up and he's like, fuck it, skip your classes. Like, let's go to the beach. And then we just went to so the hot. It wasn't I was wearing like you know I was wearing like you know Converse and shorts and like it wasn't I wasn't dressed up. He wasn't dressed up. Like no, but that's and that's like oh, just for a woman, like for a man to take control, yeah. so a woman can surrender is the best thing yeah. in terms of polarity. And the bottom line is, and I actually have said this in my podcast. No, I said this in one of my mastermind calls, something like that. I think I was in today's Facebook group, and it was like I was saying that. Um, it occurred to me the other day of like, okay, so if you're in a relationship and you want to go on some, like, we're just going to talk about Monica style, right? So some swanky holiday, you want to stay in a nice hotel. Um, this is not live style, but it's Monica style. So you're like, in, you want to stay in a really nice hotel. Okay. If you're with your boyfriend, you would pay the money, right? To stay in a nice hotel because you want the experience together. Why don't you do that for yourself? Because the bottom line is how you treat yourself is the standard of how somebody is going to treat you. So if I am allowing myself to stay in a hotel one night, I am saying to my to my guy or whatever that he also like this is my standard. Mm. So a lot of women because they also treat themselves so shit, yeah, it also allows a man to treat them like quote unquote shit. Sometimes men don't even think that, don't even know they're treating them like shit, but it's just because they picked up on, well, this is how she treats herself day to day. So if I take her out for like, you know, a coffee, that's a miracle, but it's like, it's really important to be like, how am I treating myself? Because that's what I'm then putting out there for somebody else to treat me. So if I'm not treating myself well, how can I expect somebody else to treat me well? I love that. 
so important. And they actually made me realize, I was like, wow. So every time I want to do something, I'm like, oh no, like I shouldn't do that by myself. I'm going to be like, no, if I would do that, if I was in a relationship, then I'll do it when I'm single. Yeah. I love that. Although it's like not really a thing for me because I fucking treat myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have like no issues in treating myself. Like I like to like, I don't know. I've just always, I've always like, I've always liked to enjoy life. Like, and I've never been one to like put any kind of restrictions, like, unless like it, I really physically like can't do it. Like if I want to do something, I will do it. And I am actually on a negative side. Like I will get very frustrated if I want to do something and I can't do it. Like, so I, you don't have any money blocks? No. I've That's got amazing. Money. I, yeah, I've got a really different sort of situation with money than not situation, like mindset with money. Like I, you know, and it's not because I have more money and trust me, I don't. <laughs> I'm all like, hello, I'm a food blogger. Like, <laughs> Hey, I'm a period coach. You can, if you're successful at anything, you can make a lot of money out of it. Remember yeah. what we were talking about the other night, self-value. No, and I will be like, yeah, in future, I'll be killing it. But like yeah. right now I'm just like your standard kind of 24 year old in terms of that stuff. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Um, money block. I've just like always like, I've always seen the value in like living every day and like, I, I will never like, I've never been someone to go out of my way to save a dollar. Like never. That's amazing. That's just the way that I've been brought up. But it's also like, this is getting very personal, but whatever. It's cacao and chat. So It is. But like growing up, like my, my parents were like really quite conservative, um, just in, in terms of that, because that was that their era. And then my, like, we went through a traumatic experience. My dad passed away of cancer um, when I was 11. And then like my older brother was 12 and my little brother was nine. And so it was like my mom and she's like the strongest person I ever like know for going through this. But she, like, she switched from that and she was just like, life is short. Like we're here to enjoy it. Um, and I think like also to like a little bit of a, a potentially negative way that she felt so badly for us that we had such a tough time going through that, like watching our dad die of cancer that she wanted to just give us, like she never wanted us to like feel like we were less than or had less than. So she like gave us a lot in terms of that. And like, oh, your mom's so beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful. So like, you know, growing up, like I wanted to go to uni overseas, like, and she funded that. Like, so I was not on a student loan because I couldn't get one overseas student. Like, but she knew it would be a good experience to me and she didn't want like me to not have an experience that would be like the making of me just because of a money thing. So she's always like valued that. So I like, that's the way, like that's how I've like grown up and like, I'm like that now. Like I just will never like, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I will, I won't go out of my way to save a dollar. Like I'm more like about convenience and experience and like, that's so good. That's my attitude towards money. But like I go the opposite end, which means I like spend money that I don't have. And like, just like, like you said, like I hate, I hate being restricted. And, but that's then like you can have, so you can have that scarcity mindset. And then some people have the opposite where they've got a bad relationship with money. Yours doesn't sound to this full extreme where they don't actually understand the value. They don't respect money. So they spend, 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 spend more than they actually should. Yeah. And then they get themselves trapped. I'm like, like I said, I'm not a shopper. Like I don't buy like expensive dresses or expensive. Yeah, you don't. Like, you know me. Like You're super low key. I'm so low key and I don't, I don't spend ridiculous amounts of money. And I think it's because like I've been brought up 
like that it's just like not a thing like I don't need that sort of stuff so even if I do I feel like you're more about experiences like holidays totally I'm just about like yeah like happiness so like whatever so I like invest a lot in my yoga memberships Mm. um and my saunas like and where I live like because those are my things that change my everyday like my living situation is major for me in terms of my mental health and I just know that about myself so I can't like live in a piece of shit with like 10,000 people in one room that's like oh fuck no oh my god one time we had all these people over at our apartment and one of the boys was saying that he sleeps in a room and there's like six single beds yeah oh it's like normal and like some of I was like what the fuck so I like I know where like my money is well spent so like Mm. my yoga membership is a non-negotiable like yeah I need that and that's like where I'll spend my money but like I don't need dresses like fucking I have like I wear Birkenstocks every day no matter yeah. the occasion like, and the same jumper <laughs> and the same jumper over and over again because you know that's just like that's like well because I'd rather spend the money on yoga basically love um, it like at the moment I can't have everything <laughs> no 100% 100% yeah oh good fucking chat um such a good chat is there anything else that we should jiff on really quick I mean, we could go on for hours. Forever. I know, right? The world is our fucking oyster. We'll have to do another one. I feel like these people are frothing. With money-wise. Oh, that's it's actually so interesting. Have you read Jen Sarah's book, You're a Badass at Making Money? Yes. Yeah. I listened to the audio and I've actually got it in my Kindle to reread it as well. I love I money mindset stuff. I've done, yeah, I've done so much money mindset work. Yeah. Um you know, and it's funny, right? Because people often think that you have to have been really poor to have money mindset issues. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not actually about the, it can be about, but majority of the time, it's not actually about how you were brought up in terms of living environment. It's actually just the words that were spoken around you that we take on board. Because if you're born into a house that is quote unquote, not uh, like lower class or something like that, you don't know what's upper class. Like you don't know what you don't have, right? So you would think it's normal. The only time you don't think it's normal is when, you, when you're able to tie together money and anger or money does not equal love or, the, or because your parents are arguing or whatever or yeah. people are upset about money issues. That's where the money mindset stuff comes in. So, yeah. you know, I've done a lot of work and I was very fortunate the way I was brought up, but I have done so much work around money and allowing myself, like I had like a fucking two hour pretty much like fight with my ego before I booked this hotel room tonight. Like it's not even a fucking big deal. Yeah. You know, it's like 300 bucks. One night I've gotten so much work done. I've got fucking air con. I'm not a grumpy bitch. It's just been like so amazing, so rejuvenating and relaxing, but I've also been so effing productive. It's helped me in every way. But because of old money beliefs that I work through every fucking day, it like it still pops up. And that's just like the way that your parents spoke about money and thought about money and it's been related on to you. Honestly, the money mindset shit is we all deal with it and it's so interesting. Like, that's what taught me like where I looked back on my upbringing and like, I, like it was so like mind-blowing because then I did discover that like because I don't have that sort of scarcity like have to save money, have to save money and I've just mm. never been like that. But then like like I, I'll just do a lot of work for like not a lot of money because I just like, it's just not a thing for me. And, and then, that's what I was saying to you the other night. It's like, yeah, you've got I, to fucking raise your prices. Like I needed to hear that so much. And yeah. 
exactly right because I'm often like, but money's not a thing for me. Like money's fine. Like I've, and like, then, you, but then you're still not valuing money. Yeah, exactly. And then my work isn't good because I still feel undervalued and like, yeah. hundred percent. And it's like, if I was only charging a hundred dollars per coaching session, I don't even charge per coaching session. Like you pay for the transformation. How would I show up then with my clients? Like, you know what I mean? It, it's the weekend. I wouldn't reply to them. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, because I wouldn't want to, because I wouldn't be feeling valued enough. But because I'm getting paid a lot more than that, they're messaging me, phoning me. I'm showing up on a Sunday to do a one-hour Facebook live for like they they haven't paid for that. It's just like a I want to do it. Like I'm replying to them. I'm doing all this stuff, and I have the ability to then go do free things like podcasts and whatnot and online workshops because I'm I've got the mindset because I'm in the situation where I'm actually at that level. But like with, with you and even what I used to do this to myself of like, oh, but like I only should charge how much I need to survive. Yeah, and it's I like, and, like then that's, and then that's how you show up with the work. Yeah. And like, I was also like, I love doing it. Like this is my passion. So like whatever, I would just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah but no, because yeah. you'll end up resenting your passion. And that's the problem, right? If you're not charging what like is aligned with your soul, you'll end up resenting your work. And I actually, total transparency, I realized it sometime last year where I wasn't growing enough in terms of value and money. And I started resenting and questioning whether this is my sole purpose for like a week. I was questioning it. And then I was like this, and then I clicked and I had the download of this is why, because I am, I am not valuing myself enough and my work enough. Therefore I'm not charging enough. And therefore I am resentful towards my work, my job and my fucking clients. And you do not want to be resentful towards your clients, whether they're a food client or whether they're a coaching client, because that energy will be transferred through the work and it's not a sustainable way to work. So that's what, like, I know now after our dinner chat last week. Yeah. That's what I'm going to work on. So good. Cow and chat. Yeah, exactly. And you can give me the update. But I'm is, super excited. Like, I also, like, I think a lot of people in this space, like, that you and I are in, like, they don't talk about, like, what they're working on now and, like, what's, like, you know. Because everybody has to be better than everybody else. Exactly. And, like, I think being public about that is really important, like, you know, so I'm really interested in what other people are like, what's lacking in your life that you're like working on now, you know? So I think that's another like conversation. I think more people should. Oh, let's make that our next one. What's lacking in your life right now? Yeah. And like how you plan to work on it over there. And you know, it's like cool because then we can follow it up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like, because like of the position that you're in and you're a coach, like I'm not a coach, but like, whatever like you know you're overtly on social media and stuff you feel like you have to have it all figured out oh my god I was literally talking to this uh I was talking about this with George of like I don't know what we were talking about but oh I know what I was saying I was saying that and we're going to talk about it on our cacao and chats while we'll go into more depth but like in a quick nutshell basically I was saying to her that like I think sometimes people think because I've I've openly said that like um, you know, I'm, I'm well over halfway to six figures this year and it's whatever, like end of March, people then think that I'm a different person, but I actually feel the exact same. Yeah. My, my, my coaching has completely up leveled and I feel like a much more valuable version of myself, but I'm still the same Monica. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up that people think they can, certain people think they can treat me differently 
based on their beliefs of money. So they believe, well, she's got more money, so therefore she's different. Mm. Or she's then better than me. It's like, no way. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm actually, and, I, and, then, and then I was all saying to George of like, you know, I as a coach, there's definitely that pressure of like, you always have to have your shit together. I do not always have my shit together. And as a coach. No one fucking does. I know. And as a coach though, your job isn't to have your shit together all the time. Your job is to point out other people's shadows that they can't see. I've got coaches that point out my shit. I've got friends that are coaches that point out my shit. And then I've also, and then I am the coach that point out, that points out my client's shit. But we're always, always going through shit. And if you push that, if you pretend to ignore that and don't face it as a coach or whatever, it will eventually bubble up. But nobody wants to be seen as going through anything. So they hide it and pretend they're less perfect, perfect, especially Instagram people in our bubbles. Oh my God. So I had a rant the other day about, this is like, oh, give it to me that I realized about myself. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, and it was a massive realization for me. But every time I would do an Instagram story, this is like the most basic girl chat ever. Mm. But whatever. This is the world we live in. So yeah, yeah. I was about it. But um, all my Insta stories, I would put that like filter on that like airbrushes your face. Is and there like one of the, one of the like, you know, like the, the light ones with the eyes? No, it doesn't have like animations on it, but it's oh. just, it just makes your skin look nice basically. Okay. Okay. It still looks like it's like exactly the same, but it's just like yep. your skin looks nicer and like yep. look a little bit better. Yep. Like, and I was like, and I used to put that on my stool because I do lots of stories in my face yeah. and I was like, why am I doing this? And I, I've done it on my stories like every day for like, you know, whatever the past, like three, four months yeah. that I've been doing regular stories. And I was like, this is so like not what I believe in. And it's because I was like struggling with my like sort of mm. body image. And like, I just, like I was telling you, like recently, like got into a lot of work. There was a lot of on-screen work and I was getting a lot of work based on what I looked like, or at least where what I looked like was a factor where I had to present like in a sports bra or like I got work because of the way that I smile and the way that I talk and like, not that that's because why I got the work. Like I got the work because but I, it is a factor. That they, like, it is a factor. And I'm like, I'm not fucking an idiot. Like I know yeah. like, in a society where what you look like matters and the work that I do, like presenting and stuff online on video, like it matters what you look like. Mm. And that was like really like struggle. Cause I used to struggle quite a lot with body image and like just self-worth and like yeah. self-worth on what I look like. And that was all like starting to bubble up again. Mm. And then I was putting that pretty filter on as some disgusting, like I call it the pretty filter validation for myself. And I was like, like why I would never airbrush my face. Like, yeah. Wow. Why am I, was who am I trying to impress? Like who am I trying to impress? Right. But then what also happens is then you look at yourself in the mirror and you see a blemish and you're like, Oh my God, I'm a shit human because you compare yourself to everybody else and their perfect skin. But what's funny is people's skin on Instagram, because even when the way the videos upload, like it's lower quality. So yeah. it generally it's, it's not high quality. So it's not going to show up every blemish. So when you meet people in real life, you're like, wow, your skin, like, no, like not offense to them or anything, but their skin will look really different in real life. Like they don't think they judge them for it, but it's just interesting how it's like, honestly, you cannot judge a book by its cover. And even like, um, when I get my photos taken, like none of them are airbrushed at 
all, not one of them. If you look closely at my photos, you'll see cellulite. You'll see like, you know, um, you'll see my scar really easily. Like you'll see all of that stuff. Cause I am like, fuck no, we are not, we are not retouching anything. No, like, 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 yeah. For what purpose? And that's why I was like, I'm just silencing. I'm like, never going to touch that filter again. And I was like, my face looks like, like who, why would I be ashamed of like, and the other thing that I fucking cannot stand now, which I used to do as well, but I see it on social media all the time. And it really irks me is when people go, they turn on the story and they go, oh, excuse my hair. Excuse what I look like. I just went to the gym. Oh my God. And you're like, oh yes. I'm like, like, yes. Oh my God. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm like, like I'll sit here. I've just been to the gym and then like, my friends will come over I would never be like excuse what I look like sorry I just went to the gym and my or I'm having a bad hair day or I'm not wearing any makeup oh oh, like oh like oh my god look how horrible I look I'm like you don't look horrible like why are you telling yourself oh you know what the funniest one is I saw somebody else do this like literally yesterday she'd put on a snapchat filter and obviously saved it and then put on her instagram story like that's how desperate she was for a fucking filter and um she'd quote unquote just been to the gym oh my god I'm so sweaty so sweaty can't stop touching herself and I'm like there is not a drip of sweat or redness on your face because it's so filtered. And it's like, don't apologize for being sweaty. Then don't get on fucking camera. Yeah, I know. I was like, why are you apologizing? And because like, they want the validation of I've been to the gym. Yeah. And it's like, this and that like, they look hot. They don't look like freaking amazing. Like, and that's why, and I was doing that like without even thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, excuse my hair today. No, like I literally, like my hair was just in a bun. To be honest, that is how my hair looks 90% of the time. Why would I apologize for it? I would never like go and meet up with like one of my friends IRL for coffee and be like, excuse my hair. Because they fucking know that like I wear my hair in a mushroom bun. Like I'm saying <laughs> mushroom bun. Like, <laughs> like I just would never do that because I would never, because that also sets a tone that like I'm thinking about what they look like, you know? hundred percent, right? Like they have to apologize if they're not looking fabulous. Exactly. Or, or I, I would treat them differently in that scenario if their hair was brushed or if it was up in a bun. Right. Or like, or they're probably thinking in their head, Liv doesn't look gross, but then they're going to be thinking, oh, so does that mean I have to apologize every time I have a bad hair day because they think I'm looking gross and I need to apologize for looking gross. Like you don't need to apologize for you having a bad hair day or for you having a fucking pimple on your face. Like you're called being a human. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a big deal. Like I felt really empowered recently because I like I'm around Bondi a lot and I obviously Mm. like, you know, hush, hush, like, you know, know a lot of the socially here and like a lot of guys that like not a lot of guys but like some guys that I kind Olivia, of Olivia keep it in your pants may have like dated in the past or like whatever like you know in that sort of situation but like I'm obviously not always like looking my best because sometimes I just like you know don't have any makeup on or whatever and like yeah. I found it really empowered like not to shy away from those interactions and walk away and been like fuck I wish I didn't see them when I look like that I've been like like confidence face and I'm like hey how are you like yada yada like no matter what I look like and it's been very empowering like I've walked away feeling really good about myself instead of like feeling like damn now he's gonna think that I'm ugly or he's like not gonna be interested in me and like the reality is like your confidence like comes across in how in how you look you know what I mean it's your energy though like if you rock up confident whether you've got a fucking paper bag on your head or not 
that's what's that's honestly what will make people more attracted to you not i mean the classic example is like there's plenty of quote-unquote perfectly looking people that are actually like really unhealthy on the inside so they don't have a glow they don't have an aura and you will not want to hang out with them but they quote-unquote look perfect you know and then you've got people that maybe they don't look perfect according to society standard, but their energy and their vibe is so fucking amazing. And what I was going to say before was like a lot of women struggle with this sort of stuff because, you know, it's in our DNA to be like, we want to like, we want to be quote unquote, like chosen by a man that's going to give us our babies and look after us and protect us. So we want to look good against other women so we can win the man. That's basically what the primal brain is, you know, but, um, well, so, so a lot of women are always thinking about that, which I understand. But what a lot of women don't, what a lot of women don't get is that a man is going to ch- choose, quote unquote, a woman that is radiating health. Okay, one, and is fuck a majority of healthy, good guys that you're going to want to be with because they've got like good baby making machines are not after girls that are done up to the nines every five seconds that yes. take three hours to get ready that have to get fake everything. If you want to get fake everything, that's fine. That's your choice. But we, you know, we don't need to get mean. It's just generalization, of course, whatever. I see, I have to justify myself because people are going to come back and go, she's so mean. She attacked me. So I'm not attacking anybody. I'm making a mass generalization. I know I have to justify myself these days, but whatever. But majority of men, right? They're like, I don't actually, I've, talk, I've had this conversation with guys. They're like, I don't like a caked on crazy like everything's done hair's always perfectly blow dried not a hair out of place sort of girl no totally you radiate like your thoughts like I like I like physically I often like look better when I've like just been in the ocean but it's because like that's what calms me down and puts me in a good headspace and that's what's making me look better is the fact that I'm in a good headspace people going back like Back in the day, like like I said, like coming to an interaction with a male, if I'm potentially not feeling like I look physically good and like changing my mentality has completely changed like how I approach the situation. Because back in the day when I was like more insecure and placed a lot of weight on my physical appearance, mm. I would have run into the guy and my, my personality would have been different because I felt insecure and I would have been like, hey, cool, like, you know, oh, cool. Like, 100% constricted, and, low energy. Yeah, low energy, like low vibe. Yeah. Now that I've like changed that and like tried not to put the, like I've placed myself worth on like who I am and what I do. And then I've come to that interaction with like way more energy, even if it's a five seconds, hey, how are you? Like I've got to run to yoga, but great to see you. Like let's catch up soon. Like, you know, it's just like this energy is different. Because you leave them with a bit of your energy of high vibe and they want more of that. Yeah, but like previously I just, purely because of the fact that my hair was in a bun and that I hadn't brushed it and that I wasn't wearing makeup, I would have had a bad interaction with that guy. Like, and it's all in my head. And it, but also, or you would have avoided it, right? Which would have just shaken your energy up. And it's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, honestly, fuck that shit. And same with women. Like, it's something that I'm like, like we're saying, like, what are you working on now? Like, like I have the tendency to like, if I'm feeling like, you know, I'm doing all the right things and I'm feeling like I look good, then I'm like amazing. Like there's no issues there. I don't have any issues. But like it's the times when I feel like I don't look good that I really have to like work hard to bring that energy, not just like running into guys, running into girls, having meetings, like being on camera, like to bring that energy from within. And 100%. Like, yeah. 
And we'll always have those times, right? And that's where, like, you have to have your toolbox so you know the things that are going to work to get you in that state, whether it's the dancing or whether it's the, you know, going and having, you know, going to have a coffee in your favorite coffee shop by yourself, like the th- or jumping in the ocean, like those are the things that are going to help you. And yeah, but the bottom line is that energy and that confidence seriously fucking comes from within. And the bottom like, line is nothing. if somebody can't, ex- if somebody doesn't want to be your friend because the way you look, well, fuck them. You don't want to be their friend. Like, bye. Like honestly, and and, and uh, yeah, it's we uh, we live in quite a world where it's it, people. I think it's also like a funny thing, right? Like it's just this double negative. So people think that we care about what everybody looks like. So everybody's focused on what they look like, but actually nobody really cares about how we looked. And therefore, if we all understood that, we all wouldn't spend so much fucking time and money wasting on being so precious all the time about how we look. It's just like it was negative for me anyway because like yeah. like I said, then anytime I didn't feel like I looked good, even though no one else noticed a freaking difference, I my, it was bad, which means I was less likely to make good work connections, good social connections. Like hundred percent, you look. I literally looked the exact same. No, but I was saying this exactly the same thing in my podcast today that I was recording. Of like, if you don't look after yourself, whether that means getting a massage or being in the right environment or whatever, you will not be as good as your job and you will not be as successful in life. Like if you don't look after you in every fucking way, you won't have the money. Like you won't have the life that you want to have. Like fuck the whole like, well, if I save, 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 save and work hard, then I'll have lots of money. It's like, or you'll just have chronic fatigue and be dead in your bed. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like negative energy around like. Cool. But your energy totally affects the quote unquote, the way you look as well. Because even in America, when I was in New York, the amount of people that said my hair looks different, I was glowing, my energy was different. People have like, Asia said to me, you actually looked different yeah, when I you were in the snow. Your stories. And I was like, what? I was like, what the hell did you do in this space in 24 hours? Like, Right? I looked different purely because I was so in alignment and so fucking happy. You did. You honestly had this glow. Like, I, like, specifically remember watching your stories being like, whoa, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and now I'm like, fuck, Sydney, get me out of here. I need to go back to America. Oh, um, but, yeah, it's crazy. And that is purely from myself that's from within that's not from a boy or sex or anything like that or anybody's external validation I was fucking sick in New York like that was purely from me creating a life for myself that was so yes that it brought that out so it meant that every person that passed me they were they were on some level attracted to me not like sexually necessarily but because my aura that you know when you see those people and it's like you have to look because they're just like beaming yeah and that and that's what everybody can have but that totally comes from within and it's got nothing to do with your outsides yeah awesome I feel like we should leave it on that note because we've talked for like an hour and 25 minutes (laughs) I love that yeah Plus, that was like a great thing to leave it on. Like, yeah, we'll we'll leave it on a good note and um, take that into my week. Yeah, we will definitely. Oh yeah, it's Sunday night. Um, we will definitely do another one. This has been so much fun. I'm. Upset. <laughs>
podcast. This is going to be the juiciest part of my podcast. I love cacao. Is that what they're called? Cacao and chat? Um, no, cacao convos. Well, do I do cacao and convos or cacao convos? I think cacao and convos. Okay, cacao and convos. Um, and basically the idea is going to be like, it doesn't have to be a cacao, but like you bring some, well, I had a glass of water and a wine glass tonight because I'm really bougie um, and I'm in a hotel. But like basically it's like you bring a drink and we just chat like we are with friends. Yeah. yeah. Obviously there has to be a bit of a limit because we both have our own personal brands. So we can't go full dive into like, what sex position did you do last night? But. <laughs> oh, I love it. But we can still take it pretty far. Um, so we will have to keep doing them because this is going to be so much fun because I don't like it sometimes on podcast interviews when they interview so much that you barely get to the juicy stuff. You don't get to any juicy stuff. No, it's just like, what do you do for work? Cool. Like, what are your top tips? Yeah, cool. And it's like, that actually gave me nothing. Such like surface level shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't do surface level. That if it's like really someone, but like, yeah, like this is what you want to listen to. It is because you get to the juicy stuff straight away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming, Liv. Thanks for having me. That was the best cacao and combo ever. Yay! Good one to start off with. Sorry. Until our next one. Yeah, until our next one. I'll definitely um, send you a little message when I'm ready for the next one. I'm going to get a few other people on and then we'll do another one because we write down ideas when they come to you that we can talk about. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, all you need to do is, like, for you and I to be in a room. And, like, and then we're just, like, bouncing things. I know it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Okay. Have an amazing week. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Enjoy your hotel. Thank you. Bye. I hope you guys absolutely loved listening to that as much as we loved recording it. I am all of the high vibes. It's 9.30 and I'm like, well, well, we're not going to bed anytime soon. I'm going to punch out some more work. Um, That was super juicy and super fun. This was the first one. So if you guys can please, please, please give us some feedback, send me an Instagram DM telling me what you loved about it or what you didn't love or what you'd like to hear about or whatever, please send it through. Um, And also um, screenshot it and send it, put it on your Instagram story and share with your followers and whatever, what you liked about it. It's a bit of a different thing. And I feel like we kind of need something a little bit different for podcasts where we're just having those genuine conversations as opposed to having really structured formal stuff that's a bit rigid and scripted. Um, So I just love jiffing on random stuff. I'm going to get one of my other friends on, Lindsay, who's got an amazing um, uh, company all about um, vaginal care. It's incredible, Mama Taro. Um, So she'll be on really soon. Um, But yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Please give me some feedback and I can't wait for the next one. Bye. Well, thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show. Uh, Please, 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review.